Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. It's National Dog Day in the USA, so today's podcast features a bona fide Broadway legend. I spoke with Tony-winning dog trainer Bill Berloni when he visited the Washington Animal Rescue League in 2016. About training the dog Sandy in National Theater's Annie, Toto in National Theater's The Wizard of Oz, and Nana in NBC's Peter Pan Live. How did you get into it, first of all? Like, how does someone that, were you just an animal enthusiast who, who backed into theater, or was it the other way around? Oh, that... no, it's the other way around. Uh, I was a 19-year-old starstruck kid who wanted to be an actor. I apprenticed at a theater in the Connecticut called the Goodspeed Opera House, and they did a new musical that needed a dog, and they couldn't afford a dog trainer, and they needed a sucker. And I was given a chance to participate, to be in one of the shows, if I would find and train a dog for no money. <laughs> so being 19 and naive, I said, sure. Do anything. And that show was the original production of Annie, and wow. I went to a pound and adopted the original Sandy for $7. Um, the original Sandy the original from, Sa- wow. from From Annie, and a year later, we opened on Broadway in 1977, and I became a world-famous animal trainer, and I realized that I was much more talented at that than at performing. So You kind of went down that track. I went down that track, and it's been the best job ever. And now, what's it like? Now you're going to have Sandy again here in D.C., a different Sandy. What's the challenge of, of taking a dog, whether it's a rescue dog or not, and have them to be able to behave in front of a, a live audience like that? It's got to be different. You know, we've seen dogs trained for movies and things, but you can at least stop. And if, it, if you don't get the take, you don't get the take. But what's the, the challenge of doing it live? Exactly that. It's live. <laughs> um, and when, um, Sandy is the first char- animal character that was ever written for a, a live theatrical event. Because nobody told us we couldn't train a dog to do the same thing eight times a week. That's how I, naive I was. But I grew up on a farm. I was an only child. I had pets. They were my brothers and sisters. They, I, they played with me and stayed with me because they liked me. So I knew that animals could do repetitive behaviors if they wanted to. So when I approached Annie, it was like, how do we make the stage fun? How do we make the dog want to go to that little girl? And and so, you know, we bond the little girl. They play together. So every night, you know, because I sign a contract that says I'm going to pr- make an animal do the same thing eight times a week in front of a live audience. That's like the weatherman predicting the weather right <laughs> every time because you can't control nature. Right. But uh, if you do it right and they have a good time, they are more consistent than the actors. Have you? That's interesting that you say that. But I guess because they they get the instinct down and they just repeat it like that. Yep. Whereas humans, yeah, human human error, I guess. Human error. Um, have you had any? Obviously, I'm sure over the years, have there ever been any sort of uh, you know horror stories of, of a dog that in the middle of the show just breaks character? Or how does? It... No, no. I mean, so we've never had an animal go to the bathroom on stage <laughs> ever. <laughs> we've had some children, but that's another story. Um, but no, what, what, but what's variable is that I can control the dog and the kid or the, the dog and Dorothy, 
But if someone in the audience is eating a, some fried chicken, which has happened in the front row, that's a distraction. Right. Um, if someone starts whistling to the dog, if something crashes backstage, they, they do get distracted and off stage, uh, distracted and, and off cue. Yeah. But the actors are actually so in tune with them, they can keep them in the play without the audience knowing something's going wrong. Okay. Take us into each, each dog. Um, First, let's start with Sandy. Yep. Who's going to be playing Sandy here in D.C.? We have two dogs that play Sandy, Macy and Sonny, um, and they alternate. Macy does more of the performances than Sonny. They're both rescues, uh, medium-sized terrier mutts. Uh, Macy's about seven, Sonny's about five. Um, you know, they have sleepovers with the girls in the show. They travel on the same bus from city to city with the girls on the show. Uh, and they're just these beautiful dogs that anybody could have adopted the day before I did. You know, and that's the point, that they're all wonderful dogs. What are they like off the stage in their spare time, personality-wise? In, in their spare time, they, they live in hotel rooms. Well, we have a farm, but like <laughs> on the road, they'll go back to the hotel room and chill. They'll get walked three times a day so that the performance, when they get to the theater and they see their family of cast, crew, backstage people, th that's the best part of their day. That's where they get all the cookies and all the love in. Yeah. And then they just go back to the hotel and watch TV. And how old are they? Uh, seven years, Macy's seven, Sonny's five. Awesome. Okay, now how about for, for Toto? Who do we, it's Nessa, is that right? Well, Nessa is one of the standbys. Okay. Our star is Nigel, okay. um, and he also has the same sort of relationship with our Dorothy, Sarah Lesko. She, um, you know, they have sleepovers together. Um, that has to be a very close bond, because in, in, in Annie, the dog's only on stage for 11 minutes. In The Wizard of Oz, it's on stage the entire performance. It goes yeah. the whole journey through Oz, so their relationship has to be really tight. Yeah, I guess Toto's there all for the, the whole Yellow Brick Road and everything. Um, and uh, is it, well, I guess, I don't want to give anything away from the play, but in the movie, it, it's, you know, it's Toto that does pay no attention behind the man behind the curtain, right? It, yeah. That's the big part. That's does he have to do that in the show, too? He does. Okay. He has to run away from the wicked rich. He, he has to reveal... The, uh, the wizard, you know, he has to do all those things from the movie. I don't want to be like a magician revealing his tricks, but how do you, let's say, get the Toto to go over and, and pull the curtain for the, for the wizard? Like, um, how does one little trick like that pulled off? Um, in this production, there is no curtain. Okay. He actually goes through uh, a, a piece of scenery which sets a, a mechanical thing in motion I see. And, and reveals the wizard. I see. Um, they don't have the curtain in this one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those things that... The designer will give me the designs, and we will mock them up at home and train them ahead of time to, to do it. So that's how we get them to do it. Is there, give, give me, all right, so he doesn't do the curtain. Is there another one? Like, I, I want to know the specifics of one little, one little trick. How's that train? From, from your home to the stage. The heart, actually, in The Wizard of Oz, yeah. the hardest thing the dog can do is sit still during Somewhere <laughs> Over the Rainbow. I mean, when you think about yeah. what Oz is about and that iconic image of Judy Garland, yeah. if, if, if the dog is sitting there scratching, looking around, right. the audience is giggling. So we really need that relationship zeroed into Dorothy. That's the hardest cue, because everything else is fun. You know, running away from Professor Marvel or running away from the Wicked Witch, that's fun. Right. Right. Sitting still, sitting still. not so much That's fun. a horse for a different Yeah. Show. All right, okay, cool, cool. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is this, is this one of them right here? This is one of them, yes. Oh my gosh. So cute. <laughs> How old is Nessa? Nessa's three. Okay, and you said she's one of the standbys. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, How often are the stand-ins tapped? Well, uh, people laugh when we say they have understudies, but you know, just like humans, they all have the right to get ill, to have yeah, an upset true. stomach or whatever, so we always have to have a backup just in that case. Um, but again, very rarely do the stand-in goes on, go on because the relationship between the, the actor and the dog is so hard to, right. to build. And you, you've, been honored, you've been honored with the Tony, right? I've been, I was honored with a, a, a okay. Tony honor for excellence in theater. Um, and, and it, you know, it was just, I would never be eligible in any category because there had never been, I've been the only one who'd been training animal performance. So it was, it was a huge thing to be recognized by my peers. Um, you know, and I've written books and we have a reality show and we have a 90 acre farm in Connecticut, all because I showed a little kindness to a dog back in 1976. And got the whole ball rolling. I got mean, the whole ball like you rolling. said, it was the first dog on stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Are there, so I, I, assure, I assume there's others that have, followed in your path at different productions around the country, or are you pretty much the, the go-to uh, guy? I'm the go-to guy. <laughs> um, and again, it's, I'm self-taught. It's no big secret. Be kind to them. Let them have fun. Um, and, uh, but pretty much I've done all the Broadway shows in the last 40 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's a good niche to have. Um, and I, believe it or not, I could go to Hollywood make a lot of money but it's not as much fun as, as theater. Theater is a family, theater is a community. It's an, it's an experience where every night I can let go of a dog and hear an audience enjoy it. You know, whereas when you do a film, it's cut, print, and then yeah. you never see what an audience does. You lose some of the, the rush of yes. the live. Okay, yeah. all right, good. And the excitement. I've, I've actually been the trainer tapped to do NBC's Peter Pan Live and The right. Wiz Live. Right. So that was even crazier. Let's, do, let's put a dog in front of 10 million people, and if yeah. you fail, fail big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a stage production, you could fail in front of 1,500. Right. But live television? Uh, and that's starting to catch on. It seems like they do a new one every year. So, they I mean, are. They are. That's job security. It is. It is. And again, out of all the trainers in the country, uh, NBC came to me because they knew that I had this wow. track record with wow. performing dogs. So what is it? It's, it's Nana, right? In Nana Peter Pan? Okay. In Peter Pan. What was it like working with Nana? Who, who, who you know, what was her real name and her um, age? And all? His name was his. Bodie. Okay. He was a big poodle mix that we grew out to look like a sheepdog. Um, I'm actually training him for a brand new musical we're writing based on a book because of Winn-Dixie. Um, and I got to work, and in that production, I had to work with Mr. Darling, Mrs. Darling, and the kids. So there were five actors who had cues with him. Um, 
and he was fantastic because they were all theater people that we were working with and they got it. Um, and, and for he, the Wiz? Who and for it? the Wiz. Another uh, Toto? It was two <laughs> brand new Totos. Okay. The director didn't want any one of the black Totos, so I had to find a, a beige Toto. Okay. We adopted two dogs and uh, they appeared with Shanice Williams in The Wiz Live and uh, she loved them and they were fantastic. That's so great. Do you, after doing the big, you know, for NBC, the live productions, is it... Is, does it feel nice to get back out on stage like at a place like National Theater? It does. Feel well, more like home? Washington is, when Annie opened in 1976 at the Goodspeed Opera House, the pre-Broadway tryout was in Washington, D.C. at the Kennedy Center. Is it really? So uh, Washington has a very special place in my heart. Not only have we done that show here, all our tours come through, we did the infamous Annie 2, the sequel to Annie here. Um, <laughs> Two years ago, I was just at the Washington um, Shakespeare Theater, training a dog for two gentlemen of Verona, so I love Washington. We know you very well, yeah. Yep, and you guys have one of the best animal welfare groups combining to, to, to work on rescue here, so this is my day off. Yeah. I'm coming to check it out because I want to see what on you guys are doing. spare time, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was it like taking the tour and going through here? Um, they all, the Animal Welfare League already had a great facility, and now that they're merging, um, they're pulling all their forces together. But this facility was sort of groundbreaking in the way they designed it. So they just keep thinking of how to make the animals' lives better. Right. Do you find that it's not much difference training you know, a rescue dog versus any other dogs? Well, again, we, we temperament test the dogs to make sure that they have the, the right temperament for theater. You wouldn't want to take a shy dog and try to do what I do. Right. Um, and sometimes there are some issues left over from, from their prior life that we have to rehabilitate. But ultimately, when you rescue a dog, they are so appreciative that they'll give it their all. Right. And, and whether you're me, who's asking them to perform, or just a homeowner, um, a rescue dog is the way to go. And were San Sandy and Tona, were they rescue dogs? Oh, yeah. They, they I, I, I live on a, we have 30 rescue, we have 30 dogs in our house. In Connecticut. Yes, and they're all rescue dogs. Wow. I've rescued over 300 because um, I just made that promise I would always use rescue dogs. And Where did you find each of them? Which shelter do you remember? Macy came from um, Dalmatian Rescue of Oklahoma City. Okay. She was wandering the streets of Oklahoma City. Sunny came from the Houston Animal Welfare League. Those are the two dogs in Annie. For Sandy, yeah. Nigel came from the Arkansas Humane Society. He was a stray. And Nessa came from um, Karen Rescue USA. Wow. And now they're under the bright lights of Broadway. Right. Now, ask me what my wife's uh, birthday is and anniversary. I can't remember. But my dogs, yes. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect spot to leave it. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. I'm looking forward to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.